One thing that we've done, at least on the community side at Notion, pretty consistently since I started has been basically identifying trends within Notion's user base and building on top of that. We were never this tops down, hey, we're building this space for the community and like this is where it's at and this is the only thing people can do. Our approach has always been like, hey, we want to encourage people to do amazing things with Notion and empower people to share Notion and to be a part of this with us. Welcome to In-Depth, a show that surfaces tactical advice founders and startup leaders need to grow their teams, companies, and themselves. I'm Brett Burson, a partner at First Round, and we're a venture capital firm that helps startups like Notion, Roblox, Uber, and Square tackle company building firsts. On the In-Depth podcast, we share weekly conversations with startup leaders that skip the talking points and go deeper into not just what to do, but how to do it. Learn more and subscribe today at firstround.com. For today's episode of In-Depth, I'm thrilled to be joined by Ben Lang, head of community at Notion. Ben was hired as one of the first 15 employees to build a global community for the collaborative workplace tool. And he's helped grow the community to over 20 million users today. But before he was connecting users from all over the world at Notion, Ben himself was a self-described Notion evangelist. After discovering the tool on his own, Ben became obsessed with the creativity and flexibility it offered. He started to share his own Notion templates on Twitter, ran a community Facebook group about the product with other passionate fans, and even launched his own template gallery on Product Hunt, all for free. Ben's own passion and enthusiasm for the product nurtured an early community of Notion superfans which eventually landed on Notion's radar. He joined the team in 2019 with no official job description other than a goal to find others like himself and continue to inspire them to spread their love for Notion. I think community is one of those topics that's a bit squishy and it's harder to standardize its definition and its markers of success from one company to the next. But well-thought-out community strategies can be a huge driver to a company's growth. In our conversation, we go over the nuts and bolts of how Notion built its decentralized global community. Ben shares tons of practical advice from his own experiences. He tells the story of how Notion formed a business case for including community in its growth strategy from day one. He also talks about the most common mistakes first-time community leaders make, such as overlooking the power of contractors or putting too much of an emphasis on tooling. We get into the techniques he used to bring Notion's biggest users closer to the brand, and he shares how YouTubers and other creators can be a powerful growth engine for your company. We end on the simple tools Ben has leveraged over the years that other community folks might find value in. Ben's story of a product evangelist turned full-time employee will resonate for those looking to carve out their own career paths at a startup with a product they are truly passionate about. He also gives tons of advice for community leaders and marketers about how to harness the power of user enthusiasm and how to tie it back to community-led growth. All right, now my conversation with Ben. Well, Ben, thank you so much for joining us. Great to be here. Maybe a place to start would be the broad topic of community. It's something you've kind of been obsessed with and really pioneered at Notion for a long time. 
And I think it's one of those terms that gets thrown around a lot, at least most recently. So do you think most, and let's just talk about maybe B2B companies, should strongly consider community being a part of their strategy? Or is it only right for a subset of companies or businesses? I definitely think most companies should consider it as as a pretty important strategy for them. I think it really depends on how you plan to attack that at your company. I think there's obviously a lot of value to becoming the center point, this place that enables people to connect around whatever it is you're trying to build. And so I think for any B2B company, there's a lot of value in that. You know, it could be something as basic as some topic newsletter-based forum that folks resonate with, or it could be something much more, you know, much more in-depth and more of like a platform-based community, right? Like there's so many, so many different angles to take on that front. And I do think there's a ton of value to like capture for B2B companies when they're thinking about this early on. On that point, can you talk more about tangible value to the business when you think about this topic of community? It's so squishy. In some ways, it's a little bit like brand marketing. Like you build a go-to-market team or a sales team, it's clear what the metrics of the team are and how it impacts the business. My guess is with community, it's much more multifaceted where it can impact everything from retention to distribution and all sorts of other things. When you think about the topic of community or you think about community efforts in a company, how do you get at what the value back to the business is, what the ROI is, or sort of those types of things? Yeah, I I think that's actually like the number one challenge with community for companies, especially on the B2B side. Like you said, it can be fluffy and it can be difficult to measure and not as obvious as like with performance marketing or other areas in the go-to-market side. So it's definitely a challenge. The way we looked at it at Notion early on was like, this is something that we really believe in, something that is more of like a long tail investment. And we might not see clear metrics from day one, but as a company investment, as a potential moat that we can create that our competitors might not have, this is something that's worth investing in early on. And I think if you're able to like see it that way, I think it might be difficult because obviously a lot of early stage companies want to see metrics from day one. They want to kind of understand like very early on how it's impacting the business. There's no doubt this is more of a long tail investment that you're making. I think there are ways in the the shorter run to like get a sense of how it is impacting your business. And, and we've, you know, we've experimented with different things over the years to do that. But I would say like, if you're only looking at it from that lens, it's going to be challenging because it's not going to be as obvious as other functions on the go-to-market side. So you do need to have this long-term outlook of this is kind of going to be this differentiator between us and other companies. And we're, we're building something that involves like, you know, it's pretty complex relationships with people and programs that involve different personas. There's a lot that goes into it. So my recommendation when like talking to early stage companies generally is look at this as a long-term investment. Think of ways that you can tie this into your early business goals from day one, but don't make the decision on whether you're going to invest in this or not based entirely on that. So now that you've been executing this strategy for a number of years, could you kind of bring the ROI or value to the organization to life? And maybe if you think about the last three months, six months, a year, and somewhere to ask you, how has the community work at Notion meaningfully impacted the business? What are the types of things you would tell the person? What are the stories that come to mind for you? The way we've been looking at it has been more on like a per 
community program basis. So on our team, we run a couple different programs geared towards engaging and empowering our community. So just to give you maybe a couple examples, one of the programs that we kicked off probably about two years ago was a certified consultants program. We had seen a couple of folks in our community who were starting to onboard companies to Notion and creating services around it. And so we thought, hey, why not build a directory around that? And so we built this directory, we built a certification process, get listed in it, and started off with maybe two or three of these folks who were doing it. And today, if you check out this directory, I think there are maybe 60 plus companies who are doing this. And it's really graduated into like this incredible, very robust program where our customers are now able to submit their projects and needs into here and get access to folks who frankly, use Notion in ways that we really never never would have imagined and, uh, and are able to provide services at a really high level. So I think when you're looking at like this ecosystem built around Notion and seeing two years ago, there were just a couple people doing this. Now there's 70 people doing this and they're obviously bringing their own customers here. They're helping our customers, right? There's a lot of value being unlocked by these people who are just deeply passionate about Notion and now building their businesses around it. Another good example might be our ambassador program, which is something that I started working on pretty early on when I joined Notion. We had seen a couple of folks around the world who were just really big Notion fans, like a handful of people who were just super passionate about what we were building. And we thought, hey, why not connect them and create a little group around them and see what happens if we bring them all together and you know where we can go from there. And to this day, now there are a couple hundred folks in this group and they are hosting Notion events and running Notion groups and doing all kinds of incredible things to the point where there's a community-led Notion event almost every day around the world. And it's really powerful because our customers are able to go and check out like what's happening on the ground. Our fans are able to go and meet other Notion fans. And it's not something that we're doing ourselves, right? This is something that our community members are initiating on their own. So there's a lot of ways we're able to like plug these different outputs from these community programs into the business. So appreciate you sharing a little bit about where community is today. And we're going to kind of pick that apart in a few minutes. But I thought it might be interesting to go back to when you first joined Notion. What was the state of community efforts at the time? And maybe what did your first few months look like? Where did you begin? The way I joined Notion was actually pretty funny. I had seen Notion on Product Hunt in, I think, around 2018. And I tried it a couple times. I think on the maybe third or fourth time it clicked. And I was like, whoa, this is this is incredible. With Notion, I felt like I could visualize my brain. And it was like a game changer for me. And I, I tweeted about it and shared my setup. And I had a bunch of people asking me like, oh, can you share other pages or how you built this, how you built that? And I realized there was a lot of interest in what I had built with Notion. So I, as a side project, built a website called notionpages.com where people could share how they were using Notion. And this was before you could even duplicate pages on Notion. So it was basically just screenshots of people's Notion. And you could just check out like all the creative ways people were, were already using Notion. So I launched that on Product Hunt and it got pretty good traction. I think maybe there were 20, 30, 40,000 people a month visiting it. This was kind of when Notion was starting to take off. And I was just so enamored by Notion. I, I was going all in. I started buying other domain names, like all the domain names I could think of with Notion. With someone else, I started a Facebook group about Notion. I started just telling people, hey, like, 
I'll hop on calls and help you get started with your Notion workspace for you or your team. And I was doing this for fun. <laughs> I was purely out of passion. I had a job back then, but I, I just really was enjoying this. So I think at a certain point, I reached out to Ivan and Akshay, the two of the founders of Notion, and told them, hey, I'll be in San Francisco. Do you want to meet up? And they, they had seen kind of the, the work I was doing. And so I went into their office a couple of weeks later uh, in the mission, and I met Camille Ricketts, who I think it was her second or third day at Notion. And we just spent time jamming and I started working with her a few days later. So it was it was a really seamless transition into working at Notion. Um, there was never a role for it or, you know, a job posting. I started off part time for a bit and then eventually joined full time. And you know, I've been here for the past four years. So it's been a really amazing journey. So in terms of where we started, when I started working with Camille, the two things we were thinking about were one was templates. I had been working on this website, Notion Pages, and it obviously made sense for Notion to have their own hosted template gallery. And I think at that point, Notion had launched a way to duplicate pages. So we built kind of the initial template gallery. It was hosted on a Notion page, and you could see all these Notion-built templates as well as community-built templates. And I think that was a real big moment for Notion because people at that point started producing templates. And there was just a lot more of this content being created with Notion. And it obviously enabled more people to get started in a much faster, easier way. And the second thing was we kind of, like I mentioned before, had seen a couple folks who were just really, really passionate about Notion. I was one of them. There were a couple people in other cities who were kind of similar and just all in on Notion. And so we thought if we could bring these people together, put them in one place, connect them more closely to the Notion team, see if they can inspire each other, see if we can encourage more people to get involved. Could we create this group of top tier advocates who are able to like spread Notion exponentially? And so that was kind of the initial seeds for our ambassador program and something that we've been building to this day. So how did you figure out, it sounds like templates and kind of engaging early super users is where you started. How did you figure out that that was the right thing to do? Was it sort of more intuition at the time? Was it completely obvious? One thing that we've done, at least on the community side at Notion, pretty consistently since I started has been basically identifying trends within Notion's user base and building on top of that. We were never this tops down, hey, we're building this this space for the community and like this is where it's at and this is the only thing people can do. Our approach has always been like, we want to encourage people to do amazing things with Notion and empower people to share Notion and to be a part of this with us. So I think templates and these super users were like two of the earliest things we had noticed. Templates was pretty clear to us you know, it could be challenging to just hop into Notion and see these building blocks without having a clear idea of what kind of potential there is. And on the super user side, the ambassador side that we spoke about, I had seen a couple people like this doing this already in other cities. And so I think pretty early on at that point, we just tweeted a forum and said like, hey, if you want to get involved and become an ambassador of Notion and you want to contribute to Notion somehow by either hosting Notion events or starting a YouTube channel about Notion or localizing content or producing templates, like apply here. And we had probably a thousand something people apply within the first few weeks of us sharing that. And it just came to show like how 
passionate people were about the product and excited to get involved. So I think I think it goes back to kind of this theme of like identifying what people wanted within our user base and how they were excited to be involved. And throughout the years, a lot of the programs we've built on the community side have been very similar in that they've just been things that either people have started doing on their own and we started to put some fuel on that fire and build out more resources and tooling to do that. When you think back to the early days or maybe even more recently and you're talking to community members to try to get inspired in terms of what to do or what to build, are there specific questions you tend to ask them or does it tend to be just more open-ended conversation? I remember just hopping on Zoom with a lot of these people and just trying to understand like what was it that drew them into Notion, right? Why were they writing a book about Notion or why did they want to start a YouTube channel about Notion? Like, what was it about it that got them so excited? And what was cool about that was I was one of them, right? Like, I, I had felt the same way. I would hop onto Zoom with these people and, like, I would feel like an instant connection with them because it, it just resonated so much. And what I was trying to do was just figure out, like, what could I be doing or what could Notion be doing to, like, better support you, right? This person is so passionate, so excited about the product. These folks had never met anyone from the Notion team. They didn't really know the backstory. They didn't know other people were doing this in other cities. It was just them on their own doing this out of pure passion. It was us building you know, these building blocks for them to just really empower them to like take things to the next level. And what's been really cool to see is like a lot of these people have started with very small audiences and many of them have become like Notion celebrities or have YouTube channels with 50,000 subscribers or are making hundreds of thousands of dollars, if not a million dollars plus a year, like doing this, it's really become a platform for a lot of these people to kick off their brand, their career, which, which I think is, is really, really special to like be a part of that. So you mentioned this a few minutes ago when you joined in the early days, you started to create opportunities for these super users to get together. And that sort of eventually became the ambassador program that you run today. Can you talk in a little bit more detail about some of those first few events or tools or ways that you supported those super users? Yeah, for sure. Naturally, we built a Notion workspace for them. And we started putting together resources that we thought might be helpful. So different ways to reach the team, AMAs with different folks from like the Notion team. And a lot of it was just listening to them, understanding their needs. I would spend a lot of time talking to these people, chatting with them. We spun up a Slack group as well pretty early on and just trying to understand what could I be doing on Notions and to be as helpful as possible. It ranged from anything. It could That could be product feedback, sharing their feedback, making them feel heard to eventually providing grants for people to host local events to just validating people and kind of sharing testimonials from like the Notion team to show that this person was doing incredible work there were a lot of ways and it didn't come from us as much as it came from them. It came from them asking for things, them building things and us just responding and being like, it's amazing that you're doing this. Like, we would love to support you. We'll provide you with this. We want to help you with this. That was really where most most of it came from. And, and over time, we tried to kind of take a lot of these processes and, and build them into more scalable processes just so that we could do them with hundreds of people and, and you know, hopefully eventually thousands of people and have like this really tight ongoing relationship with them. One of the things you just mentioned was setting up a Slack group. And I feel like when anybody thinks of community, they tend to think, oh, we just launched a Slack group and now community is taken care of. And 
what ends up happening basically every time is it just becomes a ghost town and another Slack group that no one uses. I'm interested in what you all did to sort of create a thriving virtual community in Slack, or maybe if somebody's going to go and utilize Slack or something similar for their community in the early days, what are some things they should consider doing so that they don't end up with sort of the normal ghost town? Our approach has been pretty unique because we took a more, what I would call decentralized approach. What happened was we started bringing on these ambassadors into our program and many of them would start their own Notion groups. They would start maybe Notion Korea on Facebook or Notion for artists on on Telegram or Notion for solopreneurs on Twitter communities. And it got to the point where there were actually, there's, there's more than 150 of these groups today. And they're all run by our ambassadors. We don't have a, one kind of tops-down community that Notion runs. Rather, what we do is we enable and support the ambassadors who are running these groups. So the Slack group that we have with our ambassadors, it's more of like this kind of bottoms-up view into kind of how these ambassadors are running their own groups. And I would give them, the ambassadors, all the credit for what they've done. I mean, some of these groups that they've started around Notion are incredible and so vibrant and active. To give you another example, we have a couple ambassadors who run r slash Notion on Reddit. It has more than 260,000 subscribers. It's incredible just seeing just how helpful people are, the really cool and creative things people are sharing on there. And we're just really lucky that these folks in our ambassador program are so deeply caring and passionate about Notion to do this with their free time. So our, our Slack group for our ambassadors is obviously much smaller and, and we pay you know, very close attention to like the feedback that people share. And we have a lot of one-on-one conversations with ambassadors. We treat them almost as if they're an extension of the Notion team. And how that's played out is I think like the kind of top things are that ambassadors being able to share their feedback and, and bugs and things that they encounter with Notion, just sharing cool things that are happening in the Notion community, like different events, different milestones, achievements, and then just best practices around community building, around workshops, around teaching Notion, around building courses. These folks in our ambassador program are so active. They're doing so much and they, they learn a lot, obviously, along the way. And we try to encourage them to share their best practices, their learnings, in order to enable other folks, other ambassadors in this program to get better at what they're doing. Through our ambassador program, supporting a couple hundred people who are then supporting about a million Notion users on their own through the Notion groups that they run. So in terms of the actual Slack instance that you've built for the ambassador program, are there any rituals or channels or things you do in there? That if other people are creating their own sort of super user Slack group, they might get inspiration from? Yeah. So we do some standard things like having weekly threads around what did you do last weekend or sharing your pets or plants, just allowing people to like see the more human side of like other participants. And it's always really fun to just get a glimpse at these people's lives. And in terms of like the feedback side, it's less us creating rituals, more just us trying to figure out ways to like respond to that and show that we care and we're listening. And some of the things that we've done that have been helpful have been getting our product and engineering team involved. And they'll just jump in sometimes and like share deeper explanations as to like why we built something some way or how we did it or what's going on. And I think the folks in our ambassador program really appreciate that because they're getting a 
an inside glimpse of like what is happening at Notion. And then something that we do quite a bit of is providing early access to new features or new things we're building. And we have processes for sharing new beta testing opportunities and ways to share feedback on those new things that we're building. In this ambassador program, people really love seeing that because they feel like they get the rawest look at like what is happening at Notion, what are we building? And we try to do as much as possible of that. And then outside of that, I think I think a lot of it is is really just the ambassadors or super users, if you will, just sharing things on their own, sharing things that they're doing. We try to encourage people to share milestones they're hitting or any events that they're hosting or Oftentimes, what I'll do is when I see folks in our ambassador program tweeting something related to Notion that's exciting, something that they achieved, something that they've set up, if they didn't share it in the ambassador stock, I'll just send them a DM being like, hey, this is so cool. Like, would you want to share this with everyone in, in the group? And obviously, people are always really excited to see what's going on and they appreciate that. So even, you know, years later, like I still remind people to do that. And I think it can be helpful to like get people in the rhythm of just sharing in a Slack group that in other cases, some people might forget about sometimes. You mentioned that at Notion, you've taken a more decentralized approach to building out your community. Can you talk a little bit more about how a company might think about whether they should take an approach that's a little bit more decentralized versus centralized? So when you're looking at decentralized versus centralized community, I think there are advantages and disadvantages to both. I don't think there's one perfect route. I think the the decentralized approach works better when people are very, very excited about what you're building. And it's obviously very hard to force the decentralized approach that happens more naturally, more organically. And, you know, you might see in some industries, there's a lot of that in AI right now, like a bunch of places in that industry where there's just so much interest and creativity and cool things people are building that you do have this ability to like create this more like decentralized approach. Whereas if you're building something that, you know, even if people are excited about, but maybe not to the same extent, and if you want to have more of a tie in into your metrics, the centralized approach is also great. I don't think there's like one right or one wrong approach with us. It just happened very organically and it kind of became this philosophy for us just because of how things played out. What I would look at is, is this happening on its own already or are we initiating it and creating this space or program or place for our community? And and if so, there's nothing wrong with that. So I wanted to pick up the thread that we started a little bit ago, which was sort of the progression of how you approach building out community at Notion. You talked about the first few months that you came in, you started with templates and laying the groundwork for what eventually became the ambassador program. Can you kind of continue going down that journey and explain some of the different tactics, programs, and other things that you built to sort of nurture the community? Yeah, absolutely. The general theme over time was what is it that people are asking for or starting to do on their own? And how could we tap into that? That happened a bunch of times. And I can give you a couple examples of how that happened in practice. So a good place to start might be with our first user conference. This was during the pandemic. So this all happened virtually. And I think at that point, there was just a lot of critical mass around people wanting to connect around Notion and a lot of intrigue around who was building Notion and hearing the story more broadly. Uh, And this was a cross-functional effort. We decided to organize like our first user conference and bring our team to share what was happening on the Notion side, bring folks from our community to share what they were 
building and creating with Notion. It was a wonderful experiment. There were a bunch of teams involved. I can't remember exactly how many people signed up, but I I think there were probably more than 15,000 people who signed up for this just to show like how much interest there was in doing this. And we had Ivan come and share his story and his vision for Notion. And we had a bunch of folks from our ambassador program talk about what they were building. And this was like a really pivotal moment for us because we realized, wow, this is so global. There were people from all over the world, almost every country at that point, I think. And they were all just so excited to like connect in this one place over the course of a couple hours and and talk about Notion. And that was something that we did the year after as well and has evolved from there into like more of a tradition. Another example might be our work with influencers. Pretty early on, I had noticed a couple YouTubers talking about Notion and how they were using it to manage their YouTube channels. And I thought, wow, this is so cool. Like, why don't we reach out to them and ask them if they would produce another video about how they use Notion, where maybe the entire video would be like their workflow in Notion. And so we started with a couple of these YouTubers and in the course of like the next few months, started scaling it out a bit and working with five, one month, 10, the next month, 20, the following month, and and realized like it was such a powerful channel for us because these creators really enjoyed using Notion to manage their YouTube channel and their business. And they created this flywheel where other YouTubers would see these creators talking about it, and then they would start to use Notion themselves. And our philosophy was like, we only want to work with people who genuinely love Notion So we were making sure that our sponsorships were worth creators who were using Notion themselves. Over the course of like the next year and a half, two years, I ended up bringing in a couple contractors to help us scale this. And we were continually increasing this. And what was really interesting about this was it became this really powerful channel for us to build groundswell in in new countries and new geos where we didn't have as much of a a user base yet. And because we were doing this globally in, in any language, really, we noticed that certain creators who were really influential in a certain country would be able to like totally change the baseline number of people signing up for Notion in in that place. Maybe one more example would be around our consultants program. I'd mentioned a little bit of this before, but we had noticed maybe a, a handful of people who were starting to build businesses around Notion and were supporting teams and individuals in their Notion usage. And it became pretty clear to us like, if we could enable more people to do this, they would then bring more customers to Notion and they would also be supporting more of our existing customers who were trying to onboard to Notion. Interestingly enough, we we hired one of these people, one of these consultants to help us build out the certification process for this. Our intuition here was, hey, someone who's already doing this probably knows really well how to test for the right capabilities and right skills for other people to be able to do this. We built that out in partnership with them. And over the course of like the next few years, we're able to scale that out and get to a point where, you know, we went from a handful of people doing this to now this essentially almost a whole industry of, I think there's probably 60, 70 plus people who are certified now, as well as people doing this on Fiverr and on Upwork and other platforms who are kind of building towards becoming certified. So these examples kind of all go back to you know, when you're asking how we built our roadmap for community, the roadmap was really built by our community. So can you walk through the pillars of community now? I think what I have is ambassador program, influencer program, consultants, 
What are the other core tenants? It might be a little confusing because some of these have spun out into like their own different functions. And Notion is obviously a, a larger team now. So things are organized a little bit differently. Today, the core programs for the community team, which is just three full-time people, is our ambassador program, our customer champions program, and our campus leaders program. So those are like the three main ones. And tying into all of that is our community-led events, which happen on a daily basis. This is an interesting time maybe to touch on some of the people parts of this or team parts. I guess one thing that probably comes up all the time is, you know, you're a company, maybe you're a series A company or B company, and you want to hire your first community person or your first Ben. I'd be interested to hear if you reverse engineer why you think you've been successful in the role. That might give guidance to people looking to hire someone like you. I think you sort of outlined one thing, which is you had an authentic passion and interest in the product even before you were a full-time employee at Notion. But when you reverse engineer your success, what do you think it is about you that enabled the career you've had inside of Notion thus far? Yeah, it's a great question. I would definitely agree with you on what you said. Number one for me would be like passion and authenticity for what it is you're building. In a job where you're talking to people a lot of your time and building real connections. I think it's very difficult to do that if you don't feel a certain level of passion for what that is. That would be like number one thing I would look for. I think outside of that, I would also look for maybe a level, a certain level of scrappiness. I, in my previous life, had been a startup founder and had built many like side projects and just kind of a very like scrappy personality. I think that's really important when it comes to community building. Community building requires a lot of iteration and creativity. And I think you want to be able to kind of have this certain level of independence where you can create and build on, on your own and not get stuck or blocked all the time. And I think with a lot of kind of the work I've done at Notion, like we've just been very scrappy and kind of able to get things off the ground very quickly. Maybe one more thing I look for is just people who are kind of natural community builders personally or on their own. Outside of Notion, I I had always been doing these kinds of things in my personal life. I've hosted all kinds of dinner series. I've started different Facebook groups, a whole slew of things. It's just something I really enjoy doing. And, and in the past, starting these different initiatives wasn't necessarily about making money or building a business. It was just it's just something I love to do. I, I, I really enjoy connecting people and building things around that. And, and I think if you can find someone who does that in their personal life as well, I think that's a really good signal for hiring someone. So a couple other questions about this early stage company who's trying to build out their community efforts for the first time. We talked about some of the different programs that you executed. We talked about early hiring for the role. What about things to watch out for, things to be careful of, or mistakes to try to avoid when you're doing zero to one community building at your company? Yeah. So, in terms of things to watch out for, one thing that we've been like pretty intentional about has just been on the hiring side. Our approach early on was working with contractors because we didn't really know what kind of person we were looking to hire. That's a common mistake, just hiring someone without really understanding like what it is you need. And that can be pretty costly. So working with contractors is like, I think, a really great way to fill that gap as you try to understand like who it is you're trying to hire or bring on to the team. 
Could you talk in a little bit more specifics around who those people were and what role they were playing for you? Yeah. So we did this quite a bit with a couple different programs. To give you an example, our template gallery, our moderation efforts and publishing was something that we felt made a lot of sense to contract out. And we actually, oftentimes, we would find really great people in our community and we would just kind of ask people if they wanted to apply for certain opportunities. And another example is localizing our templates that required people who spoke specific language proficiently and also had a good high level of Notion usage. So that was another place where kind of looking towards our community made a lot of sense. With other programs, like early on with the influencer marketing, a lot of like the ongoing work was just reaching out to creators and negotiating and figuring out the logistics of a paid partnership and realized that we could also outsource that. And, and so we, we brought in a couple of really amazing contractors to help us like with that process. And one more example might be with our consultants program, where we initially hired someone in our consultants program to help us build out like the evaluation process directory and whole flow of the program, realizing that they just had so much insider knowledge as a Notion consultant themselves. And that enabled us also to move a lot faster and build it to where it is today as kind of more of its own function internally and inside of Notion. And so were all of the consultants already active members of the community? Not all of them, but a lot of them were oftentimes like to source people. That was really the best way for us to do it. I think it was great that you shared a little bit more about contractors because I feel folks don't think a lot about leveraging those type of resources. Maybe another thing to watch out for might be specifically on community is just like around tooling. Tooling in like the community space is, is pretty challenging. There's a lot of people building different things and you could spend your days like migrating from tool to tool. <laughs> and I think it's important to kind of set boundaries around like, hey, this might not be the most optimal tool right now, but, you know, we're going to kind of stick with it and build towards where we want to go. We've been like pretty patient in terms of trying to centralize tools or find the exact right platform for what it is we're looking for and more focused around, okay, let's just use what we can for now. And again, kind of maybe going back to this like scrappy approach of let's not get blocked by not being able to move forward because it's not the perfect tool, but let's just make forward progress with what we have. That could be like a particularly important thing on on the community side as you're scaling. Other than using Notion, and maybe there's specific ways you use Notion, any sort of simple, flexible tools or products or things that you've leveraged over the past few years that other community folks might find value in considering? There's so many, but I can I can share like a few of my favorites. I would say one is definitely Swag Up, which we've used to house our swag inventory and for automated shipping. And the reason SwagUp is so amazing is because, you know, a long time ago, you would have to like send out swag yourself and, and go to the post office. And, you know, it was, it was very, very manual, very manual work. And, you know, we, we incorporate swag into almost all of these different community programs in different ways. And we're sending out a lot of swag. And so we're able to kind of just automate all of that and make it very seamless using SwagUp. Another one would be um, Tremendous, which we found to be really great for sending out grants for community events. We're, we're processing quite a bit every month to support these global community events that are happening around the world every day. And 
we're providing funding to buy food and space and whatever is needed. And it's surprisingly tricky to do that if you're doing that in a lot of different countries. So Tremendous actually makes it very easy to do that on a, on a global scale. The other one that I love personally is, is Luma for events. And we use that for all of the events in the Notion community. And so if you go to notion.so slash community, you'll see kind of like this widget powered by Luma showing like all the different Notion events happening on campuses and different cities and everyone in our community program has access to kind of their own Luma dashboard where they can organize and share the events that they're creating. So those are a few of my personal favorites. <laughs> Maybe to sort of wrap up, I'd be curious in sort of your journey building out this community at Notion, who were the folks in Notion maybe that you've learned the most from or had an outsized impact on you? And what did those individuals teach you? That's a great question. I mean, I would say without a doubt, Camille Ricketts. <laughs> I know she's very familiar to the first round team. Before joining Notion, she had been at first round, building out first round review for a couple years. I was really lucky to be able to work with her for the three plus years she was here. And Camille is, is just an absolute gem of a human being. She, I think this kind of culture of kindness and empathy is something that really came from her. I always kind of felt like she was like the soul of Notion. And I think a lot of our community efforts and folks that we've hired, she set like the stage for all of that. And, um, and I'm, you know, just very, very thankful to have had that opportunity. She's an incredible writer and storyteller. And I was always just tremendously inspired by seeing her like put words together and her process for like building out a brand for Notion. She's also an incredible project manager. You know, I remember she would, before big launches, she would just come up with these incredibly like sophisticated checklists of like everything that needed to be done before, you know, huge launches. And somehow she would just know everything going on. I could go on and on about like how amazing Camille is. Camille, without a doubt, made like the absolute biggest impact on me at Notion. And outside of that, I think, you know, the folks on the community team, Francisco and Emma, I'm always learning from them. I'm always blown away by their kindness and, and empathy towards our community and their thoughts around scaling our efforts. I think they, they've just done such, such incredible work while they've been at Notion and, you know, also very, very thankful to work with them. I could keep going on and on for people at Notion. I, I think, you know, I, I won't keep doing that, but I think just to summarize, like one of the things I've been so impressed by at Notion has been the talent bar. The people at Notion are just truly best in craft at what they do and, and humble and, and kind people. Even I'm talking about when Notion was like 15 people to, to 500 people, it still feels that way. And I think that just is a testament to the founders and like the culture they've built and the values and hiring process at Notion. So there's just a lot of, a lot of amazing people at Notion. That's a great place to end. Thank you so much for joining us. Thanks for having me. Great to be here. 